And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you as a courtesy from our Patreon supporters. They support the show so you don't have to listen to commercials other than maybe some of that amazing um, that amazing travel agent. What was his name? Uh, Justin, over and away with me travel. Of course, of course we need to talk about him a little bit. But other than that, you're not getting any commercials, guys. And that's because of those guys. Now listen, I might be a little biased here, but when I say that they support the show, they also get free content and a lot of shenanigans happens over on the Patreon side. And when I say eh, we have some fun, Guys, I mean, we have a lot of fun, so maybe consider joining them. If not, let's give them at least a round of applause and say thank you for a commercial-free, amazing show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen. Start your engine! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. Guys, my name is Justin, and tonight, man, we have such a great show for everybody. But before we dive into the show, we've got some huge housekeeping news to talk about. Before we get into that, though, I want to check on my guys. I'm joined by one and two, one a little to the north, one a little to the south. I'm going to start with a guy a little to the north. Mike, how is everything, brother? Uh, very good that I get to see both you guys. We missed you here last week. Me and Joe kind of had to hold down the fort, and we got to chat a little bit. It was nice chatting with Joe, and uh, Joe's not with us tonight, but I'm glad to see your two smiling faces. It's just never the same show when, you know, when one of us are out, you know, when one of us is missing. So um, I'm glad that I get to record with you tonight. And um, I, I'm sure I don't want to – I'll take the honor and be the first one to say – Happy birthday to Joe's wife. That's just why Joe is not here tonight because he's celebrating his wife's 21st birthday, I think. Something? 21st. 21st. Yep. 21st. Yep. Yeah. Finally, she can you know, have, have a nice uh, you know, adult beverage on her 21st birthday. So happy birthday to Jen and um, happy birthday from all of us. So Joe, and Joe, enjoy your night and I hope you guys are having a blast. Yeah. Happy birthday. Enjoy the evening off, buddy. Uh, Dave, how are things down in uh, down the magic land down there? Uh, you know, busy. Um, which is, keeps me on my toes, but um, wonderful and uh, excellent. Yes, and happy birthday to Jen. Um, excited that I didn't realize that I'm just going to start claiming that like Melanie has 47 birthdays, and that way I don't like if ever I need to get out of a DDP recording, I'll just say that. <laughs> smart, <laughs> smart. You can just do that. It's fine. Um, that's awesome. I, I, well, first, I want to start with. Uh, how things are here. I want to say thank you to a ton of people. I was out last week. My wife had some health issues going on. We were in the ER for 28 hours and then in the hospital for a little bit uh, with kidney stones. Man, I don't wish kidney stones on anybody. I've never seen... She fought it for nine days until finally we just couldn't do it anymore. And uh, they admitted her and they were able to go in and uh, surgically go in and get them. So she's on the mend. She's doing better. But thank you guys for having patience and and you know the show dropped a little bit late and uh but you know stuff like that happens and it's it's uh you know it's it's tough to tough on the last second to try to try to get that to work 
But um, yeah, go ahead. Re- Dave. Really quickly, uh, I was actually thinking, and I nearly texted you about this, but I felt it was the wrong time and inappropriate. Um, I remember reading a long time ago, and I can't remember exactly where it was, but there is a doctor in California, okay, okay, who has made a prescription and like has literally like filed a study on solving, and I think it might be gallstones, but it might be kidney stones. I'm trying to remember which, but the prescription is you go to Disneyland and ride Thunder Mountain all day. <laughs> I've heard that. And like the constant like shake of Thunder Mountain and like apparently, and I can think of like no better way to pass stones of one of those descriptions like i don't wish them on me or anybody but if i had to pass them that sounds like a really good way to make it happen dude i watched my wife go through childbirth i watched her i mean like i've never seen anyone go through the pain that this woman went through and not just that tough she's tough (laughs) i mean if it was me well, like That's we know, it. it's all like over. we know, you're going to be like in the fetal position, like screaming, like yeah, uh, like and yeah. that's just because you stubbed your pinky toe. That's got nothing to do with yeah. That hurts a lot. Okay. Let's all be honest here. <laughs> when you do that in the middle of the night, that Lego, hurts Lego a lot. in the middle of the night. Oh, owie, 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 anyway. owie. That's all you hear in the middle of the night. Um, so yeah, things are going better here. I will say this: my house is kind of like a Nat Geo documentary tonight. Okay. So, one, we bought Riley a turtle a little while back. Bach, or, or red-eared slider turtles, they don't get smaller um, or stay the same size. This thing was in a 20-gallon tank, and it got to the size of, like, maybe like a, a, I don't know, a little bit smaller than a basketball. Like, this thing was massive. So, we have a little pond out back that has a little waterfall and just a little water feature. So, I moved it out there and I said, Riley, it's going to be so much happier. Turtle's going to be so much happier. A day and a half later, the thing's gone. We can't find it anywhere. It's already <laughs> crawled out of the pond. I even like made the rocks higher to where you get it out. So, now Riley's blaming me because we lost a turtle. Yep. And then tonight, I'm watching, dude, look, I'm a dog person, but cats may be the coolest animals on planet Earth. So I'm open the front door, and it's that time of year in South Carolina where mosquitoes are starting to come out. Mosquito flies in the door. I see it coming in. Our cat, like a ninja, jumps off the ground, swats it down, and immediately just starts ripping it apart. I'm like, this is amazing to watch. It's incredible. And then I go out to take the recycling bin out, and I walked through what I thought was a spider web, but it was like this like grouping of little worms, like a little, I don't know. I had like 30 of them all over my shirt. It was, it's been a very odd evening while I've been waiting to record with you guys. So anyway, I have been dealing with Nat Geo here at my house for the last, uh, last about day and a half. Um, but anyway, with that said, guys, now to get to the serious stuff. For the last four and a half years we've been doing the show, and I, you know, we've been graced to have this amazing family of Disney lovers and people who have a like-mindedness to keep things positive and keep things family-oriented. And I remember, you know, years ago whenever Jay came to me and he said, hey, dude, I'd love to do a podcast. And I, here's kind of my idea for it. And I said, hey, I love the idea. I've never podcasted before. I've never done anything like this. But I will, I'm, if you know how to get it out to where people can hear it, I'm in. 
And then he went to Mike, and I didn't know Mike at the time, and he he found Mike, and and he uh, comes and he says, "Hey, I kind of have this idea, you know. I already talked to this other guy, and he's in, and and you know, I really think that we could create something really fun here." And we all get together, and, and at the time, we really had no idea what we were doing. You know, we were we were just three guys just chatting Still about, <laughs> yeah, about nonsense. <laughs> you know, I mean, just uh, my recommendation is just go back and listen to like episode four. Like, there was, My recommendation there was some really is great don't. structure for like one and two where like everybody had thought about it. And then you're like, what is happening? Anyway, moving on. Please continue. But, um, you know, the, the hardest thing with creating a podcast, think if you talk to people, um, you know, you, yes, it, it costs money. You have to buy good equipment. You want to have good audio. You want to, ha- you know, you want to put out the best quality show possible. But coming up with a name is really tough. And the three of us sat and talked and talked and talked about names before we put the show out. And we came up because we were three dads with the Disney Dads podcast. Now, with that said, we've always loved that name. That name has kind of embodied what we are. You know, we're three guys who have a family and love to talk Disney. But it also limited the amount of people we could reach over time. Because a lot of people look at our name and they go, eh, it's just a bunch of dads. This show's for dads. It's not for anyone else. So a couple years into it, we added the word family to it to try to invite more in. And I think the majority of people who listen to this, I think over 50%, if we look at the numbers, are women. And we've gone the last four and a half years as the Disney Dads podcast. Today, guys, this will be our last show labeled as the Disney Dads podcast. Uh, we have decided to rebrand the show for multiple reasons. It's not just for that we reach other people. It's also for the fact that, look, we have a lot of problems with using the word Disney in 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 the name. You know, it, it really limits the amount of merchandise we can do. It limits the amount of guests we can have on. Um, it really does put a hindrance on it because we don't own the term Disney. We've always said we're an unofficial uh, podcast of Disney. We do not represent the company in any way, but on, even having that Disney term in the uh, Disney you know, name in our name for the podcast really has limited us. So tonight, guys, I am super excited to welcome you guys to DDP today. We are keeping the DDP. Why? Because that's who we are. That's who we've been for four and a half years. We are a DDP family. We will always be the Disney Dads podcast family, but as far as a name goes, it is DDP today. Um, it also makes things much easier on my friend Dave uh, in the long run. Uh, and look, we're going to add some amazing new content coming with this. We've been working behind the scenes for a couple months to where now we are going to have a brand new news show, guys. Brand new news show brought to you, DDP News Today with Cat Dupree. One of our great, great, great Disney Dads podcast family members. Cat uh, will be coming on once a month with one of the hosts, uh, kind of in a round robin type of scenario to where we're going to be chatting what's going on in the Disney parks, Disney news, and all that fun stuff. That's going to be coming to you real soon. Of course, season two of the Disney 8 uh, coming, Walking with Walt season two. Universal Unleashed is coming back. Uh, for those people interested in the park across the way. We also have the Away With Me Travel podcast returning. And last but not least, merchandise is coming back, guys. With us rebranding, merch is coming back. Now, before I turn it over to the guys to get their thoughts, I know what you're all thinking. How in the world could you do this to Rick Reagan? He just got a tattoo <laughs> of your logo on his arm. Well, the logo's the same, guys. Logo's the exact same. We love our logo. 
we we've had it for four and a half years and the logo is the exact same you're just going to be missing that disney dads podcast across the bottom so the best opportunity is this there'll be a new logo coming out with the ddp today uh uh image on the bottom and you're going to have an opportunity to go in buy new merchandise and and really embrace this new journey that we've that we've gone on with the show with all that said guys mike i'm gonna start with you where's your mindset man with uh rebranding this show obviously we've had long conversations about this and I'm completely happy. We've always tried to have that all inclusive familyness. So I think by not, by kind of dropping the Disney dads part of it, everyone kind of has an idea who we are, what we stand for and what the DDP actually stands for. Uh, you know, I enjoy having so many other people, part of our family, people that aren't fathers, people that are just had their love of Disney, people that have their just core values that we all have and i think that's what it means more and i'm glad that we're able to you know change it and merchandise too i mean i you know my my ddp my disney dad podcast shirts are pretty worn out you know they're, they're the ones i used to paint right now because i don't want to wear them out in public because they look pretty shot so um i'm glad that we'll get some I merchandise out there to paint in like isn't that why we run 5ks to have a shirt to paint it is that not oh never mind moving on I, I, I don't run much in 5k so whatever oh, okay, 5k cool. shirt i have i have you to preserve that oh okay <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like these marathon guys that have ten shirts and five medals to go around. I, uh, no, I'm, I'm, okay. If okay. I have a five k shirt that's going in a in a glass case, that's not going <laughs> in a painting shirt. Yeah, that's that's a big deal if I'm running. Um, so DDP today, I mean, it still like you said embodies exactly who we are and what we are as a Disney family, um, and also it it opens us up to do more and more content. And like you said. Guys, we were putting up shirts and they were getting ripped down. <laughs> I mean, they were just getting completely ripped down. So now it enables us to um, to really embrace what we'd like to do in the long run, and that is to grow this community. Uh, Dave, you know, you started, you know, listening on the show and then came on as a guest, and now as a full time host. What's your thoughts about rebranding? You mentioned it that it it relieves a little bit of stress for me. Uh, it's always been something that uh, hangs in the back a little bit whenever I am on here talking and we've uh, on a number of occasions allowed me to articulate and reiterate that I'm not speaking on behalf of the company. I'm offering my opinion um, and things like that. So um, removing that word uh, and the title of the company uh, from the main usage even if it doesn't change what we're doing, just as you said, in the branding of it and the way and that word making an appearance in our descriptor, so to speak, uh, it, uh, it lets me breathe a little easier um, and just makes us go, OK, yeah, like this is this is, as you said, an unofficial podcast of where we talk about that subject. And um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be. Uh, be the focus of the terminology that we use to describe it. So, yeah. A hundred percent. So Disney uh, family, welcome to DDP today. The first episode of DDP today, but I think we're like 235 episodes in. That's not going to change. All that, all those episodes are still going to be there. None of that changes. Um, we have not, we look, we never did get a cease and desist. We're good, okay? We this was our decision to make, um, and we're we're excited about rebranding and, and really bringing a lot of new stuff. Of one of them, <laughs> exactly. We're just <laughs> so anyway. Now that the housekeeping's done. I'm excited to hear what you guys think. Uh, look, we mold over new names. We not only mold over new names, we mold over completely changing it. 
We mold over changing logos. We mold over changing, uh, you know, complete name changes. We threw a ton of stuff out there. there. Days I think at one point we were just dumping. And this isn't even what names what, that what I referred to the other day. This was we've been talking about this for months, where we were just like dumping potential options into our group chat back and forth, and just crossing them off. And that's not available, and that doesn't describe us. And what is that even I referred think, to? I think at one point Joe said something like the I four corridor boys or. Something like that. I'm like Joe. That's no, horrible. Vito, Vito, and then and now he's not allowed to offer opinions. Okay, so. it's uh. great. It's really great. Well, I'm excited for what's to come. Like I said, I'm really excited about this new new show with Cat. Cat um, was a guest on the show a couple couple weeks ago, and just her enthusiasm towards Disney and having her on about once a month to talk. Um, another thing too is you also got split stays coming with Joe. Ah. Um, he's working on those episodes now. So split stays coming. So lots of, lots of fun stuff that we're working on. Nothing changes just the name. So welcome to DDP today. We have an amazing topic tonight, uh, that we're going to discuss. And I think it has a lot to do with the memories that we all have with when we go to the Disney parks. So the one thing we wanted to talk about, and I put it out to the guy, I said, listen, rack your brains and think about the different ways that the Disney company and the Disney parks control the magic. And what do I mean by that when I say control the magic? The way that Disney can do little things, little tweaks here and there to make your vacation more magical, maybe without you even knowing it, whether it be sights, smells, sounds, um, you know, things that you can interact with in the parks, things that make your vacation easier. Uh, there's a lot of things that maybe you don't realize, or maybe you do, that Disney does to make your vacation that much more magical. So let's chat a little bit about them, guys, and, and get into it a little bit. Um, we were throwing a bunch into the chat this evening. Dave, what's one you threw in? Um, let me... I, I, I got ex I got excited talking about like the rebranding and I was like the DDP yeah, today and DDP and you, <laughs> well, you mentioned like walking with, with Walt Mike. and I'm like oh I'm excited for so many of those ones actually I got one I got my uh, my okay. the first one that I threw out there uh, something that jumps to mind um, that I love the interactive element of it and uh, I think it really uh, showcases the interaction of the cast member in a behind the scenes environment uh, with the guest. And that is uh, how, have you ever walked through the queue and not fast past Toy Story Mania? Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. I have. Cool. Cause Mr. Potato Head is one of my favorites. Uh, I love him in that queue line, uh, talking with the guests, interacting with the guests, waiting for them to respond. Um, and if we peel back the curtain just a little bit, that's not all timed and pre-recorded in advance. Uh, that is that is a a role that a cast member is uh, fulfilling at that time. See, and you have to see, and you have to literally be great at improv. With that. Right. And I mean, a lot of like what he says is pre programmed, but knowing where to fit it and who to right. interact with and, and when, um, there's like, there's dozens and dozens of interactions that are all there and being able to figure out where that works and when to yeah. use it. Um, and giving them that uh, just a pretty cool job for a period of their day. 
uh, to sit there yeah, and make I, sure that Mr. Potato Head does his thing. But see, that's such a it's such a great addition to that attraction. Look, the attraction itself is fantastic. I mean, it's it's great. The queue is really good. I mean, the fact that you've shrunk down to the size of a toy, you're now in Andy's room, you're walking through. But now, the fact that you get one more one more addition, that's what Disney does different oh, than everywhere else. It. I mean, let's look, I know it's nothing like it, but Monsters Inc uh, Laugh Floor. The fact yeah. that you can have that direct interaction that is personalized and it's it's just second to none to what you get. Um so that's that's a really really good one uh, for that. Mike, have you ever walked through and kind of realized? You know what? I'm trying to think if Dave does he go all the time. Like if it's not busy, because when I've walked through that queue, I don't. There's a curtain. Doesn't if, the curtain pop open? Isn't the, isn't the curtain closed sometimes where they're not where they're not using him? Because I've seen it when I've gone through there before. I believe there's a curtain there and the curtain's closed. And then when the actual cast member there, the curtain will be open. Yeah, that sounds like a thing. Um, I only go through at peak time, so I would have no idea. Uh, right. And I'm usually peering over a card at him um, from the from the lightning lane. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but however, I will say he no longer pulls his ear out. Um, there was a malfunction where he used to be able to like pull out one of his ears and put it back in and on putting it back in, it was getting stuck and then it would down, uh, Mr. Potato Head for a prolonged period of time until, uh, he got fixed. So, yep. So he no longer does that trick. <laughs> Dave, you might not, you might, this doesn't have anything to do with the show. Um, you think we're getting the Yeti fixed? Oh, I mean, this is a long downtime for Everest. It, that's because it's uh, just ticked over its 20-year anniversary. Okay, for well, the, let's fix the Yeti. You, for those of you who are listening to this six months out of the loop and are wondering what we're t chatting about, Everest is currently going through, what, like a three-and-a-half-month refurb. Yeah, it's um, a long one. Yeah, basically what they're doing is they're pulling the whole thing to pieces, making sure all the sensors work well, um, making sure everything is functional. You guess, I know one part that doesn't work well. Mm-hmm. The Yeti. The Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what if they just make one arm move? Just no, up and down, discoing? No, Do they even have that on the checklist? John Travolta? In? When they have the checklist of all the, the components, is that on even did they even just leave that off? <laughs> We're gonna forget Why about not? that part I, of the ride. You think that's Joe Rody's you think that's Joe Rody's like ultimate sin like leaving whale. the company before it is yeah oh. he's like it's like, it's like george <laughs> lucas with the christmas spectacular from star wars exactly yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh my goodness uh, yeah right. that's Riley's a little bummed about everest being done different animatronic neither of them are getting that fixed okay maybe not uh, speaking of an, speaking of animatronic and and cast members controlling things now here's a here's a myth that i heard maybe i know dave maybe you'll be able to clear this up does the camel in aladdin is that controlled by somebody, and it specifically spits when somebody's walking in that area, or is that on a sensor? I always assumed it's on a sensor. I've never thought otherwise. I'm pretty sure the sensor is in like one of the little lights that hangs near it. Okay, so okay. when the person I would walks say it's in, on a sensor. I think so too. Because here's why: I was in the parks right after COVID reopened, and if they called back a cast member for that position before they called back others, then we really need to talk. Like there was, if, if at the top of the list was like, okay, we need custodial, uh, we need some food and bev, 
We need um, you know, a front desk. And we need the person that controls the button that does the water feature well, at Aladdin. I thought he would have more tasks than just that. Some like an overall security <laughs> person that watches the area and then knows when person's going through. I didn't think it was his oh, only sole job. Tommy, Tommy's, Tommy's over there. He's sitting. He's got his water hose in the backyard just spraying it, keeping his timing down as kids walk by, you know? And he's, he gets the call. I'm back. I'm back, I'm baby. Back, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <I'm> back. <laughs> and his um, wife's going, oh, did they call back VIP tour guides yet? Nope, nope. Just me. Just me. Time to get back to spraying. Hey, um, what I will say is while we're really quick, uh, this has been a tangent within a tangent within a tangent. Um, uh, while we're talking about things uh, and people getting called back, um, one of my dear friends, um, uh, Caroline, who has been displaced for uh, coming up 18 months now, I think, probably more than that, uh, has been at Jungle Cruise um, and is an amazing Jungle Cruise skipper. She's even been featured a couple of times on uh, the on the blog. Um, and uh, she just got her call. She is going back to entertainment. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, Good. like I saw her today. She found out yesterday, and like it. it it took everything within both of us not to cry standing on the pier. Like it's one of those things where she's been doing an amazing job at something that she didn't really get much of a choice in and is going back to do something that she's passionate about and will be back there in about three weeks. Um, so yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. We can get back on track now. Um, Fantastic. Mike. All right, here we go. <laughs> Mike, take it away. Uh, one of the things that I put in the chat today, that I thought it was pretty cool, and I've seen it pop up more than, I think it's going to pop up even more, but that was the RFID technology, and the first time that I ever saw it was on Small World, and it was one of those moments where I was, you know, leaving on the boat, and you're going by that exit area over there, and all the names are popping up, you know, and they're saying goodbye in all these different languages, and there's your name popping up, and um, I've seen it popping up in a couple other places. Matter of fact, I was with our good friend Rick Reagan, and we were on Rock and Roller Coaster, and the marquee boards that were in one of the areas there would have, uh, it would even be specific to your area. You know, it would say Mike from New York or, you know, is performing live at, you know, Radio City Music Hall or something like that. So I, I like that they even tied in your specific, uh, you know, geographical area to make it more personal when you're on a ride, which I think is pretty cool because, you know, it makes it a little bit different. It gives something to look out, you know, when it comes to details. Um, I'm sure it's going to pop up more. That could be happening in more spots that I don't even know about, but those are two that I noticed. And I think that technology is cool and it adds a little little bit more of that just fine-tuned touch to your vacation to make it a little bit more just magical you know something that kids can point out and something that you know gives you a little bit of a memory and you know, maybe take a snapshot of it yeah i mean rfid technology i think is the future of of disney technology look not like there's multiple places like that everest you know when you walk through and the names pop up on the on the you know the the planning guides as you as you get closer to, to boarding yeah. Yeah, there's quite there's quite a few, but not just that. Look, Disney has embraced RFID technology in so much that their new Magic Bands that will be coming out are will now be almost like a glow with the show type of of technology. You know, where you'll be interactive with Fantasmic or um, any of the any of the nighttime spectaculars that are, that are going by. I think that RFID and the way they use it is just a starting point. I really think they're going to embrace this even more. And we're going to see that being able to plus your vacation as you go through the parks. Look, it would be really good. There's a couple of things I really, really miss. I miss the 
the the card game, the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. I miss that. That that was a great addition. They started to kind of roll that into more of an RFID where you would tap your magic band to to play. And I think that them being able to do things with your magic band uh, or your phone um, through that technology will things like that, like interaction things like that, will be so key to keeping people locked into the story when wait times are long or the crowds are high or you know middle of the day and you just need a break and you want to do something fun. I remember we took a whole day and did the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom just just around. We didn't even ride anything. Like we just walked around and did it and it was such a great experience. So I really hope that they embrace that RFID technology and continue that on in the future. Dave? Um I I love those things. Uh I mean Watching that kid's face as, or apparently watching Mike's face even, um, as the, uh, as you walk into Rock and Roller Coaster and your name is right there on the, on the board saying performing live, like a, like a rock star poster. I mean, it's awesome. You've got to love it. Like it's such a cool little element and it adds so much. So, um, and yeah, I always really enjoyed, um, reading somebody's recommendation for hot herbal tea uh, Hmm. as you climb Everest or something like that. Yeah, there's some uh, really fun places. And we can only, yeah, we can only expect that that will continue to grow. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm going to go to one of mine. Mine has to do with, it's something that seems super simple, but it really plays a key role in the feeling you feel in the, wherever you are in the parks. And that's with lighting. Disney uses lighting in certain situations to set the mood that you should be in. Perfect example is, I know people bash it, but I still think it's really cool that they added this. Like the the evening sunset on the savannah. You know? Yep. Like, that is something that they did not have to do, but it opened up that attraction to be able to open be open later. You know, now you can be there and, and ride it at a later time if the park's open until 8, 9 o'clock. And not just that, it it gives that... Look, I'm going to say 99% of people who visit Animal Kingdom will never go on a true African safari. I think that's the closest... I, I feel like that's a good number, yeah. Yeah, I that's the closest that those that. families will ever get. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's... The fact that Disney went ahead and created this lighting effect to give you a more realistic feel of what it should be like at dusk while you're looking at these animals, I think that's a I think that's a massive statement on Disney's part to create the magic using lighting. I mean, we see it in lots of other places throughout the parks or the lack of lighting that they use at times. Yeah. You know, you're talking Jungle Cruise. The lack of lighting whenever you go into the temple. Yep. For me is, you know, it, I, it's, a big, it's, a, it it's a big part. I wrote it this evening when those, and particularly at night when they like turn all the lights off and you're going through that temple. It's, yeah. Like the way they think about that and the way uh, the cast members interact with it and the way it then makes you feel. Um, the other big one for lack of lighting is... Um, if uh, if you've had the opportunity to be interrogated at Rise of the Resistance, there's a mm. moment where uh, Kylo Ren uses the Force and sucks mm-hmm. the energy out of the room. And I have been standing in that room with 
probably about a six-year-old who lost it at that moment and started like climbing his father because it is real intimidating. Like it, you're like, Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a few different spots around Disney property where, I mean, let's talk about it. The new lighting on, on spaceship earth. Oh, like it creates a feeling. She is the most beautiful bell at the ball. She is stunning. Can we just say it? It's the greatest addition. Yes. For the 50th. Any arguments? Cool. No arguments here. Maybe Kite Tales. I mean, it's... (laughs) (laughs) It's so beautiful. I can't take enough pictures of it. Like, we'll we'll get on the backside, and then you'll get the the photopath photographer, and you're just like, all right, I've got to time my spot in line to where it's just going to be perfect. Like, the, you know... Uh, Does such a good job. It's so good. And uh, the Tree of Life looks beautiful. The castles always looked beautiful. The, The Tower of Terror... It looks weird um, with the the 50th lighting and projections onto it. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's it's probably the one that doesn't fit quite as well, but it is what it is. So Another lack of lighting is Pirates. There's a spot in Pirates where it's extremely dark right before you go down the drop. drop. Which is made worse by the flash of the picture that has just... So your eyes <laughs> are like... You're, you're blinded. And, and then your eyes are like... They what's the reverse of dilate where they shrink down to like uh, let less the light. Pupillate. Yeah, it was sure. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's, that's a word. Word another week. But yes, so they reduce, so they're letting less light in, and then you go into pitch black, and you're like, oh nope, I got nothing, and then it just falls yep. away from you. It's great, love it. Uh, fantastic. So lighting for me plays a huge part in telling the story and. Making it, making what is already there much more magical. Um, Dave, what's up? Yeah, I was gonna, I'm uh, gonna talk a little bit, and I didn't put this one in there, but I loved it the minute it was said in the group chat. It might have been, I don't know which one of you guys said it. Uh, I want to, if while we're talking about lighting, let's jump to one of our other senses. Let's talk about smells. Yes. Ah, the way they control your emotional response by giving a Mm -hmm. a smell, an odor. And I'm not talking about one of those bathrooms that we discussed on a previous episode of the patron uh, group back in the day. Um, For those who who remember. Um, No, but uh, the obvious one that jumps to mind is, of course, uh, cookies and the smell on Main Street USA at the Main Street Bakery, which is now operated by Starbucks. Ugh, I know, and I, I, I just hate but it. But it still smells great. It smells fantastic, and we still stop there, and we, you know, we do our thing. Um, not just that. Disney makes it more magical in multiple ways with smells. Disney popcorn oh. has a certain smell that that is uh, unique to any other smell on planet Earth, and only can be found in the parks or in Justin's house. Or we're in my house yep. because I have I had to order the thank you Rick Reagan. Yeah, of course. Went to Rick Reagan's house He's when I was in Orlando. Quite a few shout outs this episode. And he is. <laughs> we and miss Rick him a lot. Had a popcorn. I know he's got to get back for trying. Had a popcorn machine, and he goes, "Yeah." And I ordered the Flavor Call, which is what they use at Disney, and the Disney popcorn. And, all the, and I'm like, and I'm just eating handfuls of popcorn. <laughs> all right. And my diverticulitis is like awful, you know. By the time I'm leaving there, and I got home and I ordered a popcorn machine. Uh, the flavor call and the popcorn. That smell is is Main Street to me. You say bakery, I say 
that Mike says Tony's, but that's a different story. Um, Tony's. <laughs> Tony's. Uh, but not just that. Look, when I think smells, I think lots of different things. I think the skunk smell on Figment. Uh, I think, yeah. Soren. So, so that Soren. Soren full and, of them. And of course, uh, Flight of Passage. Uh, yeah, the, I think the, living the, with the land. Living with the land. There's so many great options. Eh? Pirates is my go-to. That that pirate water smell is the best. Uh, um, the burning, the sacking of Rome in Spaceship mm-hmm. Earth. Like these, the, and I mean, there's companies. Uh, at one point, we even had some episodes sponsored by Magic Candle Company back in the day. Like we, yeah, we did. Um, like we've they've created a business out of these smells. Uh, in addition to Disney zoo. providing them to you, like these are iconic moments that make you feel a particular way. You remember them. If you're ever at home and you smell something like it, your mind goes to Disney. Do you have a smell that like, and not Disney necessarily, but just that takes you back or that like triggers something? Mm. Well, I don't know if I have that. So <clears throat> you might not realize this about me. Oh, God. But I'm a big smells guy. Okay. Big smells guy. So oh, I yes. we don't only have flowers so, in the house every week and every week new flowers in the house every week. Um, I not just this. that, Mike's Mike's seen it. Um, not just that, we also do. I do um, essential oils, mm. and I've got an essential oil one pretty much in every room of the house. And my my new one right now is lemongrass. Because it's nice and fresh, and just, and I'll do lemongrass throughout the house. I but mean, I also have I like a lot of the in food. So, well, Thai I've food. got like I've I've got a bunch of Disney ones though. I've got like the bakery. I've got flying over Fiji. I've uh, got um, that's a good one. Frangipani, uh, the flower. Yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a bunch of different ones down there that I got from Magic Candle Company. Okay. Because um, when they were sponsors, they would send us some swag to Ooh. to try out. Yeah. Okay. Um, then we went sponsorless, and I lost all my good smells. You know. Thank so you. Thank to, you, patron. Thank you to our patron listeners. <laughs> um, but Disney uses smells in such a unique way. You don't really see that at other. You know, I'm. You, it's hard to compare Disney to anywhere else. You don't really see that in other parks. I mean, even when we go Universal, like ET's got a unique smell, but that's because it's 35 years old, and you're like, you know, yeah, that, it's literally mildewing. I was gonna say that's the smell of feet. That's not intentional. Right. <laughs> um, you know, but there's not a lot of places that use that to tell the story. And, and Disney does such a good job with it that, you know, whenever you talk, I mean, I think you, th- you think sight first because you see it. But like you said, smell takes you back. Smell like is if one I of those smell things, something. The smell is like the most... Uh, the most direct link to memories uh, of any of your senses. Like you can see things and it doesn't take you back that as quick as a smell will. Um, one of mine is um, I'm not a big fan of s'mores only because, <gasps> uh, only because burning uh, marshmallows, I, I have like some kind of visceral memory associated with it where like it makes like i get like a splitting headache the minute i smell it Hmm. like uh, like dave yeah i hate s'mores oh i hate i expected me admitting saying that out loud to like rank up there with the figment conversation 
I despise s'mores. I think they're one of the worst foods on planet Earth. Mike, I, I could take it or leave it. I, 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 I'm not. We need Joe here to, to be pro s'more. I feel like yeah, Joe I'm, just. I'm not, you know. <laughs> um, I don't like marshmallows though. That's the problem. Well, I don't, like marshmallows. So I don't mind marshmallows. Period. I don't mind marshmallows. It's the smell of burning, like, and not just even the cooked marshmallow. It's the, like, on flame, on well, fire that, like, that that smell. And all kids catch them on fire. Yeah, and all of them. They can't. The whole, that's not. the whole fun of it. They don't yes, care about eating like toasted marshmallows. I just want to walk around um, with a flaming <laughs> stick. <laughs> let's let's um, get to the point, really. I mean, that's that's the bottom that's, line. That's the bottom line. Um <laughs> But yeah, like so the that that actually gives me like like even now talking about it for more than a couple of seconds is like making my head hurt. It's crazy. I don't yeah. I don't completely understand it. So that's mine. I love it. Uh Mike, anything to add to smells? No, uh, like I said, Pirates is one of mine. Um, the only other one that I can think of, I mean, we even know, and we've talked about it before, all the hotels kind of have, the resorts have their own yeah, specific Yeah, good one. Uh, oh. You know, Bay Lake especially. I mean, that that's one of my absolute favorites. Right when you walk into Bay Lake, yeah. So, I mean, they're, 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 they're good. I mean, Animal Kingdom has got their own scent. They Ooh. all have that kind of piped in. And Dave, you were at Animal Kingdom for a while, so you know all about that. I don't know if Jambo I... House Lobby. I, I feel like... I might have like blocked that out now. <laughs> like, really, it's it's got kind of that. It's it's not it's not like a pine. Like it's not it's it's more of um, almost like the savannah. Like the uh, when you're on Soren and it has that ride where you're going over the Africa spot. It's got yeah, that, like, like the, the grass, grass. That grass kind of smell. Ooh, that's what okay. I remember from Animal Kingdom. Okay, awesome. You're right though. Yeah, that's one thing I do love about the resorts is when I walk in and you you said it Bay Lake. When I walk in Bay Lake, that. Sweet, clean smell is just—I love it. It's like like that's one of my favorites sheet. on property. It's so good. It's so I love good. It. I love I'm it. saying that as a compliment. I love like fresh yeah. laundry out of the dryer. Like, and, and, well, that's my point though. Disney doesn't have to do that. They don't have to use all these smells to tell these stories because the majority of people are just going. Uh, they don't care about the story. I mean, if you're being honest, you know. Um, so it's it's absolutely great. Uh, Mike, what's one of yours? Uh, kind of staying within that theme. You know, you talked about the changing of the, the – you talked about the smells, but I'm going to talk about the changing of the music. You know, when you walk from specific land to another land, the way it gently transitions, uh, you know, that, that background music, you know, Tomorrowland background music is one of my favorite. I, I love to listen to that. That's one of my tunes that really puts me back into that area. I've talked about that before. Uh, the Adventureland track that you hear behind but uh we i think we mentioned in a couple episodes before about some of the different uh tunes that you can hear so i think you know the, as much as the smells bring you back the yeah, that background music can certainly refresh some memories and really add to the story to give it that you know that background kind of track of you know what we're telling the story of you know uh, tomorrowland and and what the space voyage is bringing it's got that kind of techno kind of noise to it yeah, um, the, one of my favorite transitions for the noises is obviously going to be uh, coming from the hub and headed across Adventureland Bridge where you transition from the music of musicals of the 1940s, uh, 19, sorry, 20s, um, and then you it slowly fades out into the drumming of Adventureland and you hear those drums and that, like, and you're transported to Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse and, um, and, those those real life true life adventure uh series that they were trying to capture in that vibe over there however i'm going to take that uh transition of music that we were talking about and look at how we are now 
transitioning into places without music. And the obvious one is going to be Galaxy's Edge. Um, when you walk from the, uh, what we in Disney World consider the main entry point uh, from uh, Muppets area, and you've got like this kind of jazzy vibe happening on um da, 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 da. On, no that's different on grand avenue oh um, i thought that was the mother student star wars no, and that's no, how you transition no, no this is why <laughs> um so but you've got this like san francisco west coast vibe on grand avenue and then you walk in through that tunnel and hearing all of that fade out and then you get like these insects and these noises and the drone of uh the droids and the spaceships landing um there's by my understanding, it were, and I'm not certain on this number, but there was somewhere in the vicinity of like, there's a thousand different noises that happen throughout the planet of Batu, throughout Galaxy's Edge. And they're all timed at different intervals. So those spaceships taking off and flying across the sky and um, towers that are buzz and suddenly shoot sparks and things as you're walking through all happen intermittently. So you never actually get like the same experience throughout the day. They all cross over and are on different timers. Um, so yeah, so you get this like weird almost hubbub of noise that happens throughout uh, as you move, particularly through that marketplace has dozens of different noises of people talking and shouting and uh, different things being sold and the things clanging and animal noises happening. And um, uh, another place obviously is over in um, uh, Pandora. And that, um, that's where I was going. Yep. You, if you're standing in uh, Pandora, you can be waiting for the Navi River journey. And there's actually a uh, stampede of animals that happens down the side of that building as you're waiting in that line. And you can hear them like stampede past you in the queue line. It's fascinating. Yeah, you can start. You can start where you really see, you know, craziness, which is a Starbucks in the middle of wildlife because that belongs there yep and then you walk down the path and like you said i mean it's this transition into the like the jungle yeah it's amazing i, I mean it. you're walking into the jungle um well while we're doing this i want to do because i've got one that perfectly transitioned and dave I, you are the perfect one to ask about this because you can really dive into this for me it's not even smells and this is something you know we always tell if you're a Disney fan and you go a lot, or even if it's your first time, to look around, try to be a part of the story, embrace the story and the, and the storytelling that's there. Not so much the smells, not so much the sounds, but the architecture that changes from not only land to land, but from attraction to attraction to tell the story itself and to make your trip more magical. I mean, we see it perfectly, like you said, if you stand in the hub and you were to spin in a circle, the architecture changes no matter which way you look right. to tell a different story. It's it's fascinating, the thought that went into it. And we're talking, they were thinking about this in the 60s when we started yeah. figuring out what we were going to do. They were thinking about it in the late 40s when they were trying to figure out Disneyland as the original. Like uh, One of my favorite um, ones of that and watching the architecture change is the transition out of Liberty Square through Frontierland. 
which is actually meant to represent the westward expansion across America, where you start. I thought you were talking about the poop. No, um, it's not all about poop. Well, it it's is. It's about the poop. It is, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, no, but you start in the um, Liberty Square with the um, Pennsylvania, Boston style of architecture there uh, from the Northeast. And then how it slow. And then if you look at the different types of buildings as you move from. Uh, from those ones on the corner right there for the Hall of Presidents, and then you cross the street, and on the other side of the of the Liberty Bell, you then get um, Liberty Tree Tavern, which is similar-ish mm-hmm. but slightly different. And then as you progress further down, heading towards uh, Frontierland, you've got uh, the Diamond Horseshoe, and then you get a big jump as we cross that little bridge, which they refer to as the little Mississippi, because there's water that runs underneath it. And it's the river that you cross to then start your westward expansion. And then you go through, uh, the, uh, the shooting gallery to the merchandise store, to the, all, all those different ones headed down. Uh, then you j- make the jump to country bear jamboree and then, uh, to Pecos bills. And each of those buildings has a slightly different and changing architecture as you move so that you get to Pecos Bills and you get this um, almost Arizona, New Mexico style of building, which then leads you out into um, uh, headed towards the Mesas of the desert um, of Mm -hmm. Arizona when you wind up at Big Thunder. Like it's this gradual movement through there and how all of this architecture slowly changes across the spans of one land just blows my mind. They, they well, were we even talked about look before any of us were born. Yeah. The reason the a great reason to do a VIP wow. tour. I stood next to Dave as we were chatting and you know, there's a great placement of a tree as you are leaving crystal palace and you are, you know, uh, um, making your way over. And not only that, the, the path itself changes. Talk a little about that, Dave. Yeah, so then it's like underneath your feet, how we change the land underneath your feet and what you're walking on. Um, and how that is telling a story and how we use uh, bridges and the changing of the texture of the bridge to change the story and turn the page as you head into a new land. There's once again, referring back to the little Mississippi there where you, uh, which is the official border between uh, Liberty square and frontier land. They use a bridge, like you walk across a bridge and it takes you into a new land. And then if you look at the difference between the surface of what you've been walking on, on either side of that location, um, once again, there at, um, Adventureland is what you were referring to and mm-hmm. how, yep. yeah, like we've got a bridge there and then Tomorrowland or even when you're walking from um, the Starbucks that uh, that uh, Justin was just referring to and then you walk across the bridge into Pandora. Like it, it, we use these bridges and this changing texture under your feet and people don't look at their feet and it's almost subliminal that you go, oh, I'm somewhere else. Purely because it sounds I'm, different. I'm walking Feels different. on something different. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and I love, and here's what I love, is that we talk about this really broad subject of how we create, how the company creates the magic in the parks. And we've been able to talk about 
some of these things that were thought of by Imagineering teams and thought of in the forties when they started figuring out what they were doing, uh, in Disneyland that have continued and are still being utilized with the reopening of new lands a couple of years ago. Like this is something that they're super conscious of, but then we get like these other interactive elements that are done day to day by cast members. Um, like there, there's just so many different levels and different elements that can play a part in how, the story is told and how that magic is created. Um, I know we've been talking for a while. Uh, I've got um, one that I really wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, let's roll into and, it. And uh, it goes back to uh, something interactive that, um, that cast members are doing. And we've mentioned this attraction a couple of times today, which demonstrates how, what a good, uh, what a good example of this it is. At Jungle Cruise. All right. So at Jungle Cruise, you get to the front of, uh, to what we call the grouper. And they say, how many in your group? And then they give you like one or one side of a rope or another. And you move out onto the dock and you're about to get on your boat. Okay. So I want you all to imagine that you're standing right there. And if you look down at about hip height, just before you reach to that person, if you came through the normal queue, or just after you've reached that person, uh, if you're now standing on the dock, um, there's a small cage that has a spider in it. <laughs> yep. Have you ever seen the spider jump? Mm-hmm. I have. Do you realize that that is activated right there on the dock and that somebody is watching you jump back from it? Really? 100%. So maybe maybe my guy did get his job back. Is the camel guy? And maybe he guy. was sitting in the he it's was sitting in the, the front yard. Guy one not, guy had a spider it, with one of those it, little squeeze thing. things here's with air. Thing. This is and not the me. other guy had the no, water hose. No. This is not. And me the phone call came in, and then all of a sudden he's like, he's like, Steve, we're in. Get your spider. We got to get right. back to Tommy work tomorrow. And Steve, is that right? Yeah. Just checking <laughs> yeah, that I've I think still so. got these names right. <laughs> Tommy and Steve. Good. Um, Special Steve guest next guy. week on the show. Yeah. We're going to have them on. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you guys get called back to work? Oh, day one. Day one. We were necessity uno for the Disney company. Um, but yeah, so, and this is not me bringing some kind of proprietary information. Like if you are there and you pay attention, you can see where it's happening. It's it's happening right there in front of you. But that spider is like there's a control. And I'm not going to tell you exactly where it is, but it's right there on the dock. And somebody is looking at the fact that you looked at the spider or that that little kid is like putting their hand gingerly towards the spider. And they wait for that moment. And then the box jumps. And, oh, Steve, oh, he gets you every time. Steve, he gets you every he's time. He's a genius. He is a comedic <laughs> timing spider genius. genius right there, uh, that dude. Um, but, Steve the spider guy. But yeah, so that was one of mine. Uh, I actually... Hey, really quick. Yeah. Let me dive in on that one real yeah, fast. Because it's not just there. Oh. It's also the little things Disney does to control the magic is the story that cast members tell throughout the parks. Oh, 100%. I mean, each and every little thing... That they do, whether it be in Galaxy's Edge or you know Toy Story Land or you know in Pandora, them 
embracing the story and inviting you to be a part of it is huge. And you know, the funny part is a lot of people go to Disney thinking, because look, I deal with people differently than you know you guys do going to Disney. You know, um, it's one of those things where you know, I, I deal with people that maybe only go every five years. I talk to them, plan their vacations, do all that kind of stuff. And they think there's just attractions. And I try to tell them, when you go, embrace the story. Embrace being a part of the story. It's okay to be silly. You know, it's okay to be a part of, if you're in Galaxy's Edge, you know, of the resistance if you want to. Or... I just I think Disney does such a great job with that. That's just one more thing they do to create the magic. And I mean, Steve the Spider Guy is right up there with all of them. So really, really good stuff. Uh, Mike, did you have any others you want to jump on? Uh, one of the last ones that I wanted to get to was something that I, I particularly like. It's one of my favorite kind of effects uh, when it comes to uh, end of the ride stuff, and I think it adds a little bit. And that's the hitchhiking ghosts. Uh, and that last couple of scenes when you're going through and they have that mirror there, it almost seems like they kind of land perfectly in the car with you, whether it be on top, whether it be between. And um, I think they do a fantastic job. That's one of my little special effects that I really like to see. Uh, it's, it kind of adds that little bit more to your trip. Uh, it makes the kids laugh. Makes the, you know, for a kid going on it for the first time, they, they kind of you know embrace that little bit, having the hitchhiking goes with them. And I think it adds to the story too when you kind of you know talk about the hitchhiking goes. I think they're they're uh, a fantastic addition to that ride. No, you're right. Any, any type of thing you get added on to any attraction that, like you said, makes it a little bit more magical. They don't have to do that. But for kids and for Mike, um, you know, they really come home with him. And it's one more friend that Mike can put in his uh, in his friend Rolodex, which is quite quite big. I saw it when I was, I was there at his house. Big friend Rolodex you got there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, anything else? No, I'm just excited that we might have some millennials at some point in the future listening to this going, what is a Rolodex? What's a Rolodex? <laughs> What's, a Rolodex? What's he talking about, old geezer? Uh, <laughs> old, old man. Dave, can I tell you really quickly before, before we jump into our, our next thing? I had a small mental breakdown. A small um, one? About two days ago. Oh, okay. Uh, and it had to do with you. Oh. So I was chatting with your wife on messenger and we were talking about your birthday and um she goes yeah dave will be 40 coming up and i go wait literally this is the conversation i go wait i'm only like three months younger than dave correct and i looked at katie and i go am i gonna be 40 in april i thought i had missed a year I thought I wasn't 38. I was really 39. Uh, yeah, you need to and then I realized that my wife starts yeah, planning well yeah, in advance. Yeah, it was a lot, dude. Yeah. Yeah, well, well in advance. Well in advance. Um, yeah. so I love her daily. I'm sorry I, keep touch, I'm sorry I keep touching my head. So tonight I was cooking dinner and I steamed some vegetables and I went to shake the um, uh, the lemon pepper and the cap wasn't on good and so lemon pepper flew up and it's all in my hair and it's all <laughs> crusty. So I have lemon pepper hair right now. Um, so that's why I keep itching my head because okay. it's driving me crazy. Anyway, anyway, all right, good. No, you don't turn forty. You turn thirty-nine, 39. really soon. Okay, good. Which, but you turn forty. Well, that's my next birthday. Yes. Okay. That's still not. And I'll be thirty-nine. You're turning forty. <laughs> which then you'll be turning forty. So, 
you're about 13 months out. Okay, from being 40, but you're, you're 40 next. Okay, good. Okay, Mike, what's up? Oh, I'm, I'm way past 40. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. So one of the other things that we didn't talk about that I think deserves a little bit of consideration, and that's some of the amazing things that they put in magic shots. I mean, we love the PhotoPass. We love the PhotoPass photographers. Those little details where they can add the characters in, they can add those special zoom shots. I mean, the, the PhotoPass ones are great. And you know what? I think you just take those PhotoPass shots, put them on our Facebook page, and it brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Justin, since I missed you last week, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, I missed I missed uh, doing picks of the week last week, but there's some really really good ones this week. Uh, I'm gonna give my pick of the week to Ian Nash. He says, "Cheers from Bay Lake Tower." Ian, we were just talking about that amazing smell, uh, having a nice beverage, looking out over. You can see Space Mountain over his shoulder. He said, "Nothing wrong with this view." No, it's not, man. No, it's not. I uh, hope you guys have had an amazing trip, and I hope you continue to have an amazing trip. And uh, hopefully, maybe someday I can cheers with you as uh, as we're in the Magic Kingdom together or around the Magic Kingdom. I guess we can't really cheers in the Magic Kingdom unless we're sitting down for dinner, which we can do that too. So, Ian, have a blast. Have a good time. Very cool. Dave, what's your pick of the week? Uh, I am going to go with uh, a movie that I love uh, referenced in a photo. I think the main part of the photo is actually meant to be the small child, but that wasn't my first reaction. My first reaction was, oh, goofy movie. Um, but uh, Katerina Dupre, Dupre uh, posting a photo of her little one um, watching Goofy movie uh, and the scene where Goofy delivers the perfect cast uh, uh, on stage at the Powerline concert. Um, an awesome scene. And um, that is Disney parenting done right. That is why that is my pick of the week. Dave, can we learn that before the DDP cruise? Oh, you you don't know it? Oh well, one I don't of know us, about one, art. One of us, Will you teach it to me? One of us should probably work on that. Will you teach it to I me? I know about. I know the majority of it. I probably know about. All right, 80%. we need to learn it all okay. like perfectly. All right, and then we'll get Joe <laughs> to do it too. But we won't. Here's the thing: we won't tell Joe we're doing it before and then Joe will just we get look on really board. Really awkward. <laughs> I, I, I joke and just stand around. Oh, and we'll be like, this "Let's is just why not tell." Come to Actually, rehearsal. you know what? Joe, just just like our Australian thing, Joe wouldn't know what's going on anyways. He's like, "What? I don't understand uh, what's happening here anyway. For those of you who missed it, there was a patron episode we did really? where we did, are you smarter than a 38? 30, like, it wouldn't work now because you're 39. It was 39. Year old it was Australia. the one of my it birthday. It was, it was his birthday. It was his birthday week, wasn't that's it? That's why oh, it was birthday we week. did this. Are you right. smarter than a 39-year-old Australian? And we did, um, we did 25, 20 or 25 questions. 20 questions. All... Australian base, so they're all about the 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 country and continent of Australia, and um, day I we I asked all the guys multiple choice A B C D, and we started going through we started going through and pull back curtain started going through them, and Dave's doing very well, Mike's doing very well, Mike, Joe was Mike doing did very well, surprisingly well. Mike was doing very well. We moved on. The mm, questions got harder mm. and harder and harder as we moved. And surprisingly, Mike's yeah. knowledge yeah. of Australia was extremely well, high. It, well, it's, it's easy to have a whole lot of knowledge when you also have the answers sitting in front of you. <laughs> <Negative>. so, uh, <laughs> 
I had sent Mike the answers previously, oh, but Dave didn't realize it till about twenty questions in. And then the funny part is, so Mike wins, beats beats Dave. Yep. And then even when we're talking after the show, we're <laughs> like, yeah, I, you know, I gave him the answers before, and Joe goes, "What? You gave him the answers? I mean, he was so clueless <laughs> as Joe, to what was he was going more stumped than Dave was. That, that <laughs> the whole thing was rigged. Like uh, he totally missed that, and it was just so beautiful and like sincere. That, it was, yeah." It was just so. It was. It was such that like lovable Joe moment. You know, he's just such like a it's like, like wait, whole. He's wait, like, you what? mean you would cheat? Like you know, just, don't, don't, don't worry, <laughs> he's don't so worry. Good. Our revenge is a dish best served with lemon pepper. So <laughs> there you go. I've got tons yes, of it right now. Yes. So hey, uh, Mike, Mike, how about you, buddy? Mike, can we get a pick of the week from you for the whole? <laughs> sure. The love you know, we we, we tell you guys every week for anyone who listens to the podcast who isn't on the on the Disney Dads Facebook page that this the. These are the reasons why you really should join. I mean, even if you're not a social media person, you know, start an account, follow our page. And and this post is one of the reasons why I, I think we definitely send it home when we say we should, you know, be part of this Disney dad family that we have here. Um, you know what? There's a post from Dawn Brown. And Dawn Brown says, I'm going to read the post really quick. It says, core memory made. Said, I met my friend Katie in 2001 in the Disney College program, and we instantly became inseparable. We've been best friends ever since. We live far apart here in Buffalo and me in Houston and haven't seen each other in person and haven't shared a hug in three and a half years. And we haven't spent a day together in Disney since 2003. This week, while on vacation at Walt Disney World with her family and her parents, celebrated a milestone birthday. I really wanted to come with a special gift and got the idea to possibly surprise her at Disney, but I could only go for one day. Thanks to her sister, parents, and husband, we were able to pull this magical surprise off. I flew to Orlando from Houston on the first flight out, got into Magic Kingdom just minutes before she arrived. She met her parents near the castle where I was hiding. I'd set, I'd set a framed note for her parents to give her to initiate the surprise. Her mom told her sisters had sent along. Her mom told her sisters had sent along something that they wanted her to open in the park. As she finished reading the note, I snuck up and was in tears and laughter as she saw me. We spent the first half day at Magic Kingdom and then hopped back over to Epcot. At 8 p.m., I caught an Uber back to MCO, headed back to Houston, and the last flight out. It was only one day, but it was worth it. In 2001, as barely an adult, I had absolutely no clue what dividends Magic Disney was going to put into my life. So my post and picture of the week goes to uh, Dawn Brown, and she was able to hang out with her friend Katie for one day, even though it was in Magic Kingdom and Epcot. It was an absolute, I'm sure they had an absolute great time. Listen, we're all very good friends here. You know, me, Justin, Jason, you know, Dave and Joe. And uh, I cherish those moments when we can spend time together, whether it's having a meal, whether it's, you know, getting together. Uh, now that I'm down here a little, you know, closer, it, 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 I understand that, you know, we'll hopefully see each other more often. But um, but yeah, what a special moment. And um, happy birthday to her and a special milestone. And I really enjoyed reading that post. I think those are some fantastic pictures i absolutely love it great picks of the week this week guys <clears throat> um ddp family we absolutely love you guys uh we appreciate you all and the community you've created because it really has been you all not us you all are the ones that have embraced what, what our idea was to create a positive disney community that was based around family that was based around you know having these photos and having these memories that it's somewhere you can go to kind of block out the world and just find this 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 happy place that is Disney and something that we all enjoy. So we want to thank you for that. And we also want to thank you for embracing this change. We've had a lot of changes with the show in the last year and a half. And this is another one. Uh, DDP Today, 
Uh, now the new show it is the new name. You'll still hear us say Disney Dads Podcast while we're in the show. It will happen because we are still the Disney Dads Podcast. But as far as the official name, welcome to DDP today. Uh, I really, really look forward to seeing you guys uh, in the future and, you know, invite your friends. We'd love to see them come over and, and be a part of this family as well. You can do that, of course, at our Facebook group. Uh, it will be uh, it, the, the Facebook group is still it's going to be. Well, you know what? We haven't really talked about it. It might be DDP today. Facebook uh, family. We might just leave it. Disney dads, Facebook family. Get rid of the podcast. Um, we will figure that out, guys. Uh, but until then, it's it's just an amazing, amazing journey we've been on for five years with each and every one of you all, and we thank you for that. And uh, I really look forward to the next five and everything we have, the, the, the DDP cruise coming up and all that kind of stuff. So, guys, I'm starting to realize how hard this is going to be, not saying Disney Dads mm-hmm. podcast, okay? It's going to take me a little. It blows off the tongue. It's going to take me just a little bit to, uh, to get DDP today down. So, uh, guys, closing words real quick. Dave, go ahead. I'm just going to say... A rose by any other name will smell as sweet, and the Disney company is great at using those smells to tell a story. So I feel like that sums up both aspects of our of this episode. Well done. Yeah, thanks. So um, it was great to chat about uh, how we tell a story, and yes, just a reiteration that it it doesn't actually change all that much. Mike? Uh, I'm b- very happy that both of you guys are back this week. I had a great time talking about all of that little Disney magic. Uh, speaking of magic, uh, 21 years ago this Thursday, when this episode drops, uh, my wife and Laura, Laura and I got married. So I want to wish our happy anniversary, 21 years. Oh, happy anniversary. Yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to a night out with the without the kids. Uh, we haven't done that in a while, so the kids will be off doing their Dave and Buster's? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. I, I, I'm, I'm the king of skee-ball, so I, you know, where else would I go? Um, so, yeah. Feel that. I so, think that. That's a lie. I don't think that's a lie. I'm good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Ju- I get ju- that vibe. I mean, Justin, we'll, we'll, we'll talk on Patreon, but Justin will tell you the story about how good I am at carnival games. Okay. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> my, it's insane. You, you, then you need to like visit one with my wife because my wife is a rock star at carnival games. Like my wife. Ski ball, all of those sorts of things. Yeah, that's her thing. Yeah, that's ju- her ju- jam. Justin will give you the lowdown on Hollywood Horror Nights over at or, or the sea yeah, World. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can yeah, tell me about Scream. that. Hollow Scream. You can yeah. tell you about that on the Patreon part. But yeah, no, uh, happy anniversary to my wife, Laura. I know she listens to the show and um, happy 21 years and we never had a fight. No, that's fantastic. You're doing, you're doing great. Uh, DDP family, have an amazing week. Spread some distance here. DDP patron family, stick around. Uh, it's a getting to know you episode. We're going to give you three Disney moments in our lives that changed our lives forever. And then we'll give you two personal moments uh, in our lives that changed our lives forever as well. So stick around for that. Always a lot of fun. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the DDP family. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue... That dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within.
And that's a wrap. A rat Perfect. or a rap? Never mind. I said a rat. <laughs> and that's a rat. Wait, that's not right. Oh dear. If you pause it, if you pause it right here, you can see the moment his actual heart breaks. This has been YDF Media Productions.